...investigated for not sending out a personal message. Compared to Prime Minister Tony Blair's emotional tribute to the People's Princess, the palace's modest statement seemed a pretty paltry gesture. Why was no flag flying at half-mast over Buckingham Palace? And why was Elizabeth still at Balmoral with her bereaved grandsons, refusing to return to London? The issue of the flag caused particular fury. Traditionally, the royal standard flies over Buckingham Palace whenever the monarch is in residence, and it is never flown at half-mast, even in times of mourning. As the Queen was at Balmoral when Diana died, the palace flagstaff was empty. Ever a stickler for protocol, Elizabeth had refused to fly any flag, despite the public outrage. This stubborn refusal continued, despite the best efforts of the Prime Minister to change her mind, until the public mood turned ugly. Elizabeth's natural reserve became a stick to beat her with. While Diana had stood for all things warm and cuddly, the Queen and her family were seen as cold and remote. The situation reached crisis point. Show us you care. Where is our Queen? Where is her flag? Your people are suffering. Speak to us, ma'am. Has the House of Windsor a heart? Stung into action, Elizabeth authorised a statement saying how hurt the family was to be thought indifferent to the country's sorrow. Now forced onto the defensive, the palace made one hasty concession after another. When the family returned from Scotland by overnight sleeper on September the 5th, in preparation for the funeral the next day, they went for a series of awkward walkabouts outside Buckingham Palace to admire the floral tributes. Finally, the Queen made a rare live television broadcast to the nation during the six o'clock news. Tightly scripted, Elizabeth's delivery was as coolly professional as ever, and the fact that she was doing it at all was enough to placate the public. What I say to you now, as your Queen and as a grandmother... I say from my heart. First, I want to pay tribute to Diana myself. In good times and bad, she never lost her capacity to smile and laugh, nor to inspire others with her warmth and kindness. I admired and respected her. The next morning, a million people lined the streets to see Diana's funeral cortege make its way to Westminster Abbey, and an astonishing two and a half billion watched on televisions around the world. In a final concession, Elizabeth ordered that during the funeral, a Union flag would be flown at half-mast over Buckingham Palace. The whole episode was a bruising experience for the royal family, and especially for Elizabeth, who had rarely been the object of such personal attacks. The crisis passed, but it left a wound that would take many years to heal. With all the furore surrounding Diana, celebrations for the Queen's golden wedding anniversary two months later were markedly subdued. The few low-key events included a lunch at the banqueting house, where Elizabeth gave a touching speech about the constant love and help Philip had given her during their 50 years of marriage. All too often, I fear, Prince Philip has had to listen to me speaking. Frequently, we have discussed my intended speech beforehand, and, as you will imagine, his views have been expressed in a forthright manner. He is someone who does not take easily to compliments. 
but he has quite simply been my strength and stay all these years. For despite their difficulties, in their later years, Elizabeth and Philip have found a deep and genuine contentment together. Staff and friends observe a relaxed fondness and respect between them. They rarely argue, although disagreements arise over their differing versions of shared memories. Elizabeth is known to tease Philip about his rudeness, but loves his genuine wit. The courtier, Lord Charteris, once said, It's not unknown for the Queen to tell the Duke to shut up. Prince Philip is the only man in the world who treats the Queen simply as a, another human being. He's the only man who can. Strange as it may seem, I believe she values that. In a speech of his own, Philip credited Elizabeth's forbearance for the success of their marriage. I think the main lesson we have learned is that tolerance...